I'm speaking on the secret to financial blessings. For three, I'm speaking on discipline, focus. Life is lived on levels. Life is experienced in stages. I've come to know that no matter the prophecies of God on your life, if you don't discipline your life, you will struggle. There are many of us, the moment we receive a word from God, that you'll be great, you'll be successful in life, all of a sudden, we start growing airs and we start living our life anyhow. But life is lived on levels. Even marriage is lived on levels. At the beginning of your life, you meet a guy who will date you. That is a level in the relationship ladder. Praise the Lord. Then between the time where the guy loves you to the time he proposes to you, you go through a new level called courtship. And courtship, or what people call dating, is not a license to have sexual intercourse with somebody. When you begin as a businessman, at the beginning of it, you are at a stage. It's the incubation stage. At that stage, you must exercise a number of things. Number one, it's not just telling people about your dream, but you must be disciplined. You must be determined. And you must focus on building the thing from an ideation stage into a stage of profitability. Your organization must grow beyond that stage. You must come to a point where you build teams. And based on the teams you've built, you share your vision of the desired future. And when you begin to start doing the work, you don't start eating. You know, people start business and immediately they start business. All of a sudden, they want to buy a car. And then, and then this is the word that they use is branding. We need to brand ourselves. So they have to buy a car. They have to do this. They, they have to live a certain life. Brothers and sisters, you lack discernment. Because life is lived on levels. That somebody has been building a business for 20 years. And you see him driving a Range Rover. Or you see him driving a Land Cruiser. Does not mean you who you just began. You should drive. Everything you do in this life. It begins different levels. Different stages. Different dimensions. Dimension is, is a bigger room for expression. So whatever level you come. You can go beyond where you are. There are many of us. We pray a lot. But we are not disciplined with what God has committed into our hands. We don't want to grow beyond where we are to the place where God wants us to be. As a businesswoman, do you have a lawyer? Because all business can go south. Do you have an accountant? I say, oh no, me, I sell him more. I don't need an accountant. No, you do. No, you do. You need somebody to teach you how to structure your books. So that you'll be successful. Because a time will come you need to transition your business and let somebody else handle the business for you. Who will do it? When God wants you to be successful, it begins with a disciplined mind. The word discipline, according to the dictionary, is training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. Number two, 
Merriam-Webster's dictionary says, discipline is to train or develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self-control. And we say we pray to God to give us money, but no money is coming. He brought the money home. It didn't come in the way you wanted. If you ask God for a thousand CDs, whilst you're working, somebody will bless you with hundred. God will give you an idea. So you have to go and sell. All that you are doing is God is bringing. He may, you may ask him for a thousand. He may take God two weeks or one month to bring you the thousand. But you receive the thousand and it will come in 50, 100, 150, 200, 1000. He brought it. By the time you finish adding the money. But we are waiting. When I get a big money, I will start a business. When I, I get this, as for me, the day I get a million, I will start a business. You don't need a million. Jesus, before he was born, an angel came to give a prophecy that Mary will conceive. Why didn't the day she conceived, the following day, Jesus just jumped from the stomach. Hey, I am Messiah. It took nine months, sir. He grew just like us. It means that there is a process that you can never circumvent when you want to be financially successful in life. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 10. Let's start from verse number 8 and let me build this case. Give me New Living Translation. Is this the way you repay the Lord? You foolish and senseless people. Isn't he your father who created you? Has he not made you and established you? He says that. I'm not using your sense. God is a father to you. Now look at what he says. Remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. But lately we say we know everything. Is that the truth? Our mothers were disciplined with their spending. And with the way they manage their life. We want to eat our cake and have it with a cherry on it. But it says, ask for the elders for counsel. It says, when the Mosai assigned lands to the nations, when he divided up the human race, he established the boundaries of the people according to the number in, in his heavenly court. So God sat down and divided where you should be born. So wherever you are, you are not disadvantaged. So he put the black man in a specific place and put so much treasure because he knew the black man would say we are disadvantaged but he put so much treasure in your land and then to the white man he puts very little so the white man makes a decision i have little the black man has much i must trade what i have to be able to get what the black man has so the white man does three things in the beginning he brings alcohol to trade for our goals. Hmm. I want everybody to listen to me. Then when slavery ended, he brings disciplined physical policies. So the white man sets his budget and lives within his budget and that he has some left. Then the white man uses the money that he has gone to borrow from the white man because he could not manage his. <laughs> oh God. To flaunt and do a lot of funerals and weddings that at a beginning of your life you don't have the money for. And live in houses you cannot pay for. So he now goes to the white man and says, sir, I still need more money. He says, okay, your natural resources. One, when I give you this loan, 
The interest on it is because I don't trust you, so it will go beyond 20% or 30%. Now, you have to give me your natural resource as collateral, number one. Number two, I must have the first right to mine it. And then I'll give it 10%. Even the 10%, the politician wants some. Not for the nation. So he says, no. Give me something on the side and give the nation 5%. The white man's disciplined management of what God gave him would cause him to use his wisdom to come and say, well, now that you are weak and you are disadvantaged and you need food, I'll give you food, but you give me what you have because I need what you have. And in this life, it's all about trading. Listen to me. And so it is not that the white man has more advantage over the black man. But the difference between the two is that one has too much gift. Give me the scripture. A man that is in honor and knoweth not is like a beast that perisheth. The black man is blessed by God, endowed with wisdom, with understanding. But he does not know how to use that which has been given to him. He is endowed with the same wisdom because God is no respecter of persons, the scriptures tells us. God has given all of us the gift of time. Psalm 49 verse 20. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perished. He says that God has placed honor on us. What's the honor? The gift God gave you. The time he gave you. You know everybody across the nations of the world has 24 hours. How many of you know everybody has two eyes? One brain? Everybody has a heart? Two hands, two legs. How come in Africa there's no structure? Is it not the same road? Is it not the same land? Is it not the same bitumen that they use for a road? Yeah, the road must last for either 10 years or 20 years or they will sue whoever did the road. But here, when they do the road, the following year, we see them patching the road. The difference between us and them is not because the white man is better than us. It's because one person is disciplined, the other person is not you see please understand that wisdom is the ability to know what to do under specific situations and discipline is to bring or train ourselves to doing it whatever it is that you have to do you are doing it so it is good to know what to do but discipline is what will cause you to do what you purpose in your heart first corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 he said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Brothers and sisters, if we would handle a certain level of God's treasures or financial blessing, we must put away childish things. You don't have to wear named brands to belong. Are, are, we, are we together? Tell I'm wearing a Gucci. It's somebody, somebody's brand name. That is not what makes you belong. We need to learn to discipline ourselves small, small, small. Hallelujah. How disciplined are you? You didn't allow the relationship to form. You quickly jump into having sex. You want to show the guy skills. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask everybody in this room who is not married a question. When you go to KFC, to go and buy chicken. And there are four people ahead of you. And the first person who bought. Fries and chicken. 
paid 50 Ghana cities. The second person paid 50. The third person paid 50. And you get there and they say you are special. You are beautiful. You are nice. That's for you. Pay 1,000. How many of you buy the KFC? What's the question? What is so special about mine? Is that not what you ask? So if you let people sleep with you, every boy that becomes your boyfriend is eating. They're just eating. Everybody is eating. Why should somebody save money and come and pay your bride price? After all, you are too cheap. What I'm saying to all of you in this place, why should somebody invest in your business? Come to church and they do declaration. You say, I receive it. I receive it. After they have received, God has released their grace. What is left is not spiritual. It is physical discipline to, to bring to pass the object for which you have released your faith for. After prayer, what is left is no more prayer. It is commitment to your task. Or else, forget it. Forget. Oh. Why should somebody invest in your business? Why? You the business today, you are there. Tomorrow, you are not there. I pray for somebody in this place. That this year, be disciplined. Amen. That this year, you'll be committed to the task that's given to you. Because God has given all of us 24 hours. What you do with your 24 hours will either make you poor or financially independent. Galatians 4 verse 1. Galatians 4 verse number 1. He says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. But it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. He says that as long as you're a child, there are certain blessings God can never ever entrust it into your hands. That is why, brothers and sisters, we have to be diligent with what we do. Praise the Lord. There are many of us, we are not disciplined. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 18. He said, by much slothfulness, the building decayed. And through idleness of hands, the house dropped through. So you cannot be slothful. You can't be lazy. You can't keep giving excuses why you cannot work. Your commitment to work will produce results for you. And finish praying. You know, there's a witch in my office. I don't want to go there. The, the, the demons in my father's house, they, they fight against every marriage. So that's why my marriage, the way my husband is behaving, also, I have to pray. I have to pray for me. I've been dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. When your husband comes home, what are you doing? You are sleeping. So the time that you chat with him, you are asleep. You know what men will do? They will take their phone. They will be chatting with unscrupulous ladies. And you are wondering why. Why is that there's a time for everything? The Bible says a false balance is an abomination before God. Are you balanced? There's a time we work. There's a time we sleep. There's a time you incubate dreams. But there's a time you must execute the dreams you have incubated. There's a time we go to school. There's a time we stop to marry. There's a time we bring in partners. There's a time we save money. There are certain opportunities I'm believing God for. If we don't save money for it, we can't. You are getting old. Marry, marry. So anything, you go for it. And your statement is, man, na man. Self-discipline is the ability to keep your lower self in check and strengthen your higher self. What do I mean? Every one of us have weaknesses. Every one of us has strength. Self-discipline 
is that the weakness, you keep it in check. And your strength, you magnify. Let me, let me say something that Lady Irene said to me this week. He says, in this life, whatever you focus on, magnifies. Whatever you focus on, magnifies. If you focus on the fact that you are not beautiful or you are born one, born two, born three, you will just be misbehaving and living your life anyhow. But if you focus on your strength, and I've learned my lessons, I will be better than who I am. You would emerge the greatest and the strongest. It's not how you begin. It's the choices you make as you journey in life that determines your destination. It's not how you begin. It's not how fast you begin or how slow you began, but it's your consistency to keep in focus that which is the object of your assignment that determines your breakthrough. Eisenhower, the U.S. president, he said this, and I quote, Freedom is the opportunity for self-discipline. He says, when you are given freedom, it is what? An opportunity for what? For self-discipline. So that you have, you've been made to go to school. Does not mean that freedom is for you to just live anyhow. God is calling you and I to live a disciplined life. You see, we must learn to work hard and practice good habits. We must learn to endure challenges. It's part of the process. Challenge is part of the process. Listen, brothers and sisters. I can afford a cow, but there are priorities in life. If I don't do this, nobody will love me. It is a lie. People love you based on the degree to which you love yourself. I'm telling you, people will love you based on the degree to which you love yourself, sir. I learned one of the greatest lessons in my life, sister. People's estimation of you is based on your estimation of yourself. If you don't value yourself, people will not value you. Because there are some things, they will never deal with you on it. Ever in your lifetime, they will. They will never. We tolerate so many things. Somebody borrows money from your business. You, why would you give your business money, your capital to somebody to borrow? Is it not your capital? Now the person is not paying, you are worried. And a lot of others told you, I'm selling. This is what I have. You want to buy? Hey. Oh, I don't have, give it to me, I'll bring it tomorrow. I said, sister, Okay, let's wait. Tomorrow. So he said, tomorrow now. Tomorrow. He said, oh no, somebody's buying it. So okay, I'll go with you. When the person pays you, I'll give the cloth to the person. I'll take it. Somebody's, is it, so, I said, I won't let the person know that I am the owner. I'll go. Whatever price you sell, it's not my problem. But we'll go. Is that not it? But what do we do? We will give the things to the person who has not proven themselves to be trustworthy. And we are wondering why they are not paying us. Then you come to church, God, anybody owe me, let them pay now. I come on fire. You are wasting your time. You have disciplined yourself to say no. Can we all learn this thing today? Can we learn how to say no? no. <laughs> Somebody say no. no. The truth is this. We tell ourselves the lie that we lack self-control. But the truth is, we choose not to be disciplined. Hebrews 5.14 But solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. You won't go to commit wealth into your hands. The Bible says solid food is given to the mature. A certain level of wealth, it comes to the matured. You see, write these things down. Discipline is the ability to restrain your desires and edges 
in pursuit of what's best for you. What does it mean? It means when you are disciplined, you act with moderation. When you are disciplined. You prize your ability to have total control of your life above your current edges. Above your what? Current edges. Somebody look at me. Look at me. Everybody look at me. You know, every one of us, there are things we want to do now. And people, I tell them, go and learn how to do plasterboard ceiling and this and they're like, no. They, they want money quickly. I tell people to go to school. They don't want to go. You see, discipline, write this down, lets you keep your good life because it stops you from allowing your emotions or your edges to take control. It means that when we say you are disciplined, when you are confronted with various options, you take a moment to actively choose how to react to any situation that you face. Stop focusing on what to eat today. Not thinking of the consequence of the action you've taken. Hear me? There will always be a day of visitation for every one of us. But when that day of visitation comes, will you be ready or you'll be disqualified? There will be days of lack. But the choices you make in the days of lack will influence what happens in the days of plenty. Hear me, brothers and sisters. Listen, there's a day where God lifts people. My prayer is that may you never come to a place of honor and people have things on you that when it comes out, it will mess up where you are. God wants to entrust wealth into your hands. But hear me. Don't let the devil disqualify you because of lack of discipline and focus. Focus on your assignment. Focus on what is good. Focus on what God has called you to do and do it. Stop being in a hurry to cut corners. It's more expensive. When you are disciplined, you prioritize your purpose by regularly refusing potential opportunities that would divert your attention from what matters most. What am I saying? What I'm saying is set clear limits regarding what you are willing to do with whom you are willing to speak to and avoid people who try to cross those limits. You understand me? Set clear limits regarding what you are willing to do with whom you are willing to speak to. And try and avoid people who try to cross those lines. Everybody, there must be limits. Listen to me. You do not know who is observing you. You do not know the opportunities and privileges God has said. Maybe God has spoken to somebody about you to invest into your dreams and visions. But your lack of discipline is the reason why the person has not yet showed up. Maybe he's been observing you. But he say, God, this one is not disciplined. I won't do it for him. God said to Saul, I was now about to establish you by your lack of self-discipline that you not wait for the priest to offer the sacrifice, but because of the pressure of the people, you succumb to it. Far be it from me that I'll make you reign over my people. May it not be anybody's testimony in this room. I said, may it not be anybody's testimony in this room. So prioritize your purpose. You are doing a business. Somebody's telling you, let's go for a funeral. Bros. I sell on Saturday. That's why I make money. I'm not going. I heard Bishop David Oedepo said, in 20 years of being in Canaan land, he had not missed Sunday service up to 10 times. 20 years. He's a big man of God. He says, no matter where I fly, I will fly in before Sunday service. The wealth you are asking God for, are you disciplined enough to handle it? 
Are you disciplined enough to let some people walk away from your life? Or to walk away from certain people's life? What potential opportunities can you turn down because of a greater future ahead of you? Sister, I can take Faith Life Church money and go and buy myself a car and people think God has blessed me. But then I can't do 31st. We can't pay people's school fees. We can't pay hospital bills. We can't pay people's rent. We can't do the things that we do that this church is running seamlessly as if we don't have a problem. Your attention is indivisible. Every one of us. Your attention is indivisible. You can't divide your attention between multiple things simultaneously. You see, you can only switch your attention back and forth between things. So what you focus on, you give it your energy. Your attention is indivisible. So you cannot tell me that you are entertaining some girls be called and, you are, and your marriage would work. Anytime, listen to me everybody, please listen, listen to me. Anytime your marriage is not working, one of you, either you or your husband, attention is switched. You are either focused on his problem so it magnifies and you start complaining about it. If your children are not doing well, your attention has shifted to only your work and not them. You must make time to teach your children. Yeah, make time. If your children are becoming very stubborn, make time. One of the members of our church called me and said, when my wife traveled and I started being with the boys, I said, is this the kind of lifestyle people have been living in this house? Meanwhile, he lives in the same household. He lives where? In the same household. He said, discipline the children, the boys. What? They're in order. Please, you cannot leave the raising up of your children to somebody else. You, they will have problems and you use the money you could have done something better with to take care of their children. Make time for your family. Number two, attention is like a muscle. Its strength is limited, but it can be improved. Whatever you give attention to, it is like a muscle. If you give attention to your work, if you give attention to your health, if you give attention to the development of your character and the quality of your life, if you give attention to the development of your skill set, it's like a muscle. It can be improved. You can be a better person. You can be a better speaker. You can be better at what you do. You see, to achieve different goals, you can move your attention or your focus in, into that different direction. You can, you can switch your focus. I'm a cameraman. Sometimes when you want to focus on things, you don't get it. If you keep your hand on the focus there, it will refocus what exactly you want to focus on. Ah, but you see, God has given us choice to choose what we focus on. I like you to close your eyes and pray. What are you focused on? What are you giving attention to? What are you focused on? What are you giving up? Everybody pray. Spirit of the living God. I pray that you bless me financially. Show me areas of your life where I need to focus and improve. Everybody pray that prayer. Areas of my life. I choose to live intentionally. Must be what you do today. Everybody pray now. Pray now. There will always be hard times. But when hard times come, your ability to discipline your focus, discipline your edges is what will bring you out and make you more victorious. Doing what matters first is more important to your life because it not only ensures that you are not distracted by others' demands, 
but it brings you to that desired place. Do what matters first. Everybody pray. God, from today I will do what matters. I will do what matters. What matters? I will do what matters. I will do what matters first. Everybody pray. Everybody pray. God, from this day, I will do what matters. I will do what matters. Everybody pray. Pray. God, help me to do what matters. What matters the most? What matters first? Everybody pray. Everybody, I don't know which part of the preaching you heard. Which part spoke to you. But it is time to work on yourself. You can come out of any situation. All you need is discipline. All you need is to choose what you focus on. Choose what you focus on. What are you focusing on? Ah, what are you focusing on? Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 says, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Fix your thoughts. In other words, God has given us the ability to fix our, our thoughts. Fix your thoughts. The scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 Fix your thoughts. What are you doing? Don't fix us on the weakness. Discipline yourself to ignore the naysayers and pursue your dreams. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Everybody here pray. God, ask the Holy Spirit to show you the areas where you need discipline. Some of us, discipline in managing our finances, in saving, in choosing to suffer for now and enjoy a glorious future. Discipline. 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 Discipline.